The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that could become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. To the grown and sexy, we gon' laugh, cut them and kick it, and at the end we leave it with just to lift your spirit, make you wanna revisit. Tell your friends, take a listen. Young folks say it's lit, old folks say we dig it. officially welcome everybody to laugh and learn today as we can see things are a little different um flame is traveling on the road nick you're actually back in the office so you got a green screen background today and i just made it back in time to get here because i got back from florida yesterday so we've all been kind of scattered all across the place so how is your week going nick uh, lauren is actually going well but this is one of the things you know you you took off i think you took off like on thursday right Wednesday night, yeah. Wednesday night, yeah. Because, you know, when you were out there, we, we, you know, Flame and I were talking, we're like, you know, we got to make sure we keep that 
prayer cloth and prayer warriors out there for you because you're traveling away from home and things have gotten so crazy now uh, that, and again, Lauren, I say this, you know, I know you're a grown woman, but we still see you as young. (laughs) So we sit there, we're like, you know, we got to watch out for you just to make sure you're okay. So I'm just glad you made it back. But my weekend was pretty good. I didn't do anything um, outside of the norm. You know, I was kind of here. I knew we'd be coming back into the studio this week. So a lot of it was preparing for that um, Mm -hmm. and just trying to be in place for that and getting back into the mental space of actually, you know, coming back into a real office and, and all of that. So yeah, yeah, but it was a good week. That's good. Yeah, for me, honestly, I was more so concerned about traveling before the Derek Chauvin verdict came down. Mm -hmm, That was my mm -hmm. main thing that I was concerned about. So the fact that it came down on Tuesday and then nothing crazy really erupted. And I think, you know, as a whole, we all got the verdict that we wanted. I was able to fly on Wednesday, like with a sigh of relief. And plus, I was going to Florida. Y'all know Florida is crazy. So it was (laughs) everything works and happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer of that. So I'm glad everything worked out for sure. And and it was a successful trip as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I guess I can kind of update you because we haven't talked yet. Um, I did the Florida AIDS walk. This is from my other job, you guys. Um, And actually, we had an AIDS walk and a music festival, all socially distanced in Florida, which... (laughs) Some people had some things to say about that, but we got to stay safe. Um, but the music festival component was actually with uh, Little Kim and Trina. Yes. So um, I got to work with them. A very enjoyable experience. Um, as always, events are very hectic, especially on the talent front. But overall, it was so successful. Um, Kim brought her daughter with her and they had a little moment oh, wow. on stage. It actually went viral. It ended up on the shade room with like over four million views and Hollywood Unlocked and everything else. So overall, it was a super successful, a successful event. And we actually raised one point nine million dollars. That is awesome. I think one of the things, too, that makes that so special is that both Trina and Kim have been in the game for a while. They really are. I believe they are icons. You know, they really have to kind of lay the groundwork for so many female artists in the industry just beyond rap, you know, just Mm -hmm. being a female who are uh, writing, producing their own material, moving forward and staying, staying viable in a highly competitive field. You know, the game is the game is tough, you know. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And the thing is, they're sweet and personable. That's always what I look for, because I work with a myriad of people in talent, but Kim is a sweetheart, and Trina is too, so I always appreciate, you know, folks like that, because, you know, some people can be uppity, like, oh, talk to my manager, don't speak to me. Absolutely. They were not like that at all. Help. Trina drove herself to the event and was like, I don't need ground transportation, oh, wow. I'm fine. So, wow. yeah, they're yeah. really lovely individuals and uh, special people to the hip-hop game, so it was it was so a special catch up event. Folks, catch up, folks, because I know you, you, you kind of keep an eye on everything there. Where is Flame today, and why isn't she... Uh, us right now catch us up so flame is in atlanta which i'm sure some of you guys have already seen because she went live for her drag show yesterday but uh flame went to atlanta because she had a drag show and she's actually on her way to the studio because she's going to be multitasking she's going to do um a live event with um t.s madison and sophia kelly as well so she's going to pop in on here for our hour and then she's going to pop over to the other show but she's en route and of course lyft has been acting crazy lately so um a couple of lifts canceled on her so she's just trying to make it to the studio so she doesn't have any internet connection issues but long story short she's in atlanta working 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 so you know what i'm glad to hear that that's not just here everybody's been talking about lyft and uber have been acting really crazy lately Uh, because you know for the longest i didn't have a car so i depended on uh uber and lyft and and things have really kind of changed i'm not Mm -hmm. sure what has caused that change uh but um you know it's definitely been a problem even here uh 
So I'm surprised that that's the case even in Atlanta. But it, clearly, there's something happening with uh, the system overall, if that's what everyone is experiencing. Yeah, I know? think it's across the board because it's mm-hmm. just not Atlanta. There was issues with Lyft in Florida that I was having. Like, it's mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. everybody I know of just seems to be having issues. So I don't know what's going on with their system. I know people are <laughs> biting drivers' necks and <laughs> different things. So... I don't know what's going on with Lyft. You so. know, we see, and we talked, I'm going back to Flame here for a second. You, you know, we see and talk to Flame multiple times a day. You and mm-hmm. I both, you know, it's just, yeah. but there's something about Flame on stage that I particularly enjoy. And it makes me fall in love with Flame all over again. And I don't know what it is. I said, mm-hmm. I told Flame that I said, you know, you here with that hat and those glasses, eating bacon. I, I don't know who that is. But the flame will say, <laughs> flame will say, I love it, Lord. I love seeing Flame perform. And Flame did something in a pantsuit that, uh, you know, her 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 stylist, I'm not going to say stylist, her designer, uh, Martin, Martin Elliott, uh, yeah. with whom she's worked for years, they go back and forth. But I say, I swear, yeah. it's, it's like if they're not yelling at each other, they're not communicating. It's not, not going to work time, if they're not yelling at each other. The magic's <laughs> not going to happen. We know that. So. And every time Martin pulls, I don't know how Martin does it, but he yeah. gets those clothes to fit like a glove and it just looks fantastic. Yeah, uh, Martin can sew his suit. ass off for sure. I just got to be well, honest. He can sew his ass off. We got to say it right. Because it, it's impressive the work that he does. So um, In such a short period of time, too. Yeah. And, and it's flame. Just, I wanted to do this, this, that, and the other. Okay, okay, okay. And then he just gets at that machine and he just does it. Exactly yeah, so. Absolutely. So I know I saw a flame pop up that she's here, um, but she's not coming in yet. So I'm going to just keep inviting her. But in the meantime, I think we can definitely, you know, start the show. All Um, right. All right. I want to start more so with like our um, less heavy topics, I feel like, because it just seems like every week we've been having such a heavy show. But we just have to address what's happening in the world, because I feel like if we don't have these you know, tough conversations and, you know, what type of content are we putting out? You know, we have to really have right. intention and love what we're doing. So let's start with the lighter stuff. And then, you know, a flame pops in great. Um, Nick, right. but I'm going to turn it over to you, though, to get and us started. And we circle back because flame wants to join in on something because flame probably is listening and just can't jump in right now. Yeah. And we know how that goes. But, you know, Lauren, you just touched on something because some of the feedback we've gotten, and I do take the time, you guys, I want you to know, I take the time to read the comments and um, I've heard a couple of people say, um, it's the same show week after week. Everything is so heavy and you all used to laugh and we still want to laugh. I think yeah. that, uh, flame and Lauren and I would argue that, uh, trust me, we want to laugh. We would love to do nothing, but have a show. Maybe what we're talking about the Oscars or the NFL draft and all the things with so much continues to happen that we both, uh, that all three of us feel affects the community that it is, um, it's an incumbent upon us to, it's incumbent upon us to have the conversation because we know you all are having the conversation. And right. that's what uh, Flame has always said from day one, she wanted to laugh and learn to be uh, mm-hmm. a conversation. So join in, jump in, let us know. If you find a lighter moment, please share it. We, you know, we, we, we beg of you to join us in, uh, and help us to uh, keep the conversation light and fun. But we also uh, don't want to neglect our duty and the opportunity that we have with the platform uh, to speak on things that affect the community. So um, I'm going to go ahead and just jump in there with something I feel oh, like. Wait is a, a little second. Bit- wait, you touched on it. And I honestly, I forgot. What did you think about the Oscars before we get to? I know we're going to talk about <laughs> Joe Biden in a second. What did you think about the Oscars? I got to ask you, Nick. You know what, Lauren, I watched a little bit of it, and I'm going to tell you, I didn't hate it, but it didn't keep me compelled either, yeah. right? That that makes sense? Mm-hmm. I think what I liked was, um, what did I like? What I liked was seeing Viola Davis. Like, I love Viola. There's something about her, just her comfort in her skin, her struggle, her story, yeah. all of that that just works for me, right? 
But I think, Lauren, I've gotten to a point where, and I'm not sure if social media is the, is the reason why, um, or um, the fact that there's so many different platforms to see things. I think I'm just over celebrities uh, that I no longer sit back in awe when they hit the stage like you used to. There was a time, you know, uh, I think those who may be uh, also like me, maybe born in the 70s, can sit back <laughs> and tell you that um, there was a time when you sat there, you waited with bated breath to see what so-and-so would wear or what they would look like because you weren't oversaturated with celebrities. You know, you yeah. weren't seeing them every day on Instagram, on Facebook or whatever it is there, you know? So I think that because we see it so much, Lauren, I'm not as um, in awe as I used to be or as enamored as I once was. But having said that, um, there's something about um, just seeing uh, so many young Black faces up there occupying those spaces uh, that used to seem so revered to, uh, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and early on. Um, Daniel Kaliga, I, I always Kaluuya. mispronounce yeah. it. Kaluuya. Loved seeing him, his mama, his sister. Yeah. And Lauren, I know it sounds cheesy, but I can't wait to do something like that and have my mama sitting up there watching, you know, and, and I could feel his joy. Your you, mom you know didn't go with you to the Emmys? You didn't actually uh, attend? I, what happened with you that? Know, I, I did not attend because oh, okay. I, I didn't. I, yeah, so that was it. But I, I would have dragged my mama right up in there. I about sure to say, Miss Rosetta didn't go to the Emmys with you? <laughs> she what sure, happened? She sure <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, Lord, I just think that those moments are just so special. You know, when I see these faces uh, that look more like you and me, yeah. uh, they're receiving and, and celebrating that joy. Yeah. What did you think? Um. There was definitely some highlights at the Oscars for me, like uh, Glenn Close having that moment with um, <laughs> Little Rail doing the butt and gave the backstory of it and basically said Spike Lee was robbed. Definitely a highlight for me. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but I mean, in, in a similar vein, Nick, um, I'm not celebrity struck or starstruck. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't think it's because like I work with talent a lot. It's just I've never really been that way. Right, um, so, right. but I will say is what I do watch these award shows for is the fashion. I'm always like looking at like, what can I gag at? Like, what are mm -hmm. the, what are the costume, you know, designs? They are technically costumes to me, but what is the fashion looking like for the season of, you know, these, the award season or whatever. So that's more so what I'm being attentive to. Um, on a downside, I was very sad that Andre Day didn't win. I really oh, felt like okay. she should have won. Um, best actress for that category. She gave an impeccable performance for Billie Holiday and it, just her performance was just a parallel opposite for me from like Lady Sings the Blues with Diana Ross because mm -hmm. while it was a you know a true story of Billie Holiday it just uh this new what Andre Day did it was just a a different raw form that I saw Billie Holiday in a different light and it wasn't anything negative I thought it was something positive in a way despite all of the you know turmoil and tragedy that she had to go through so I just really felt like Andre Day didn't get her flowers last night so Lauren, it was I very upsetting. Agree. I think I think we're talking about two very different movies, and both can yeah. be great, and both can be celebrated in their own way. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, the Wiz is not the Oz, is not the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, like, it's not. Those are two. They're they're two very different things. Absolutely, I completely agree. And completely of course, agree. Chadwick Boseman got robbed. That was mm. honestly the. That was huge for me. Like, I felt like they centered the whole Oscars around Chadwick Boseman, and then not to give him that award was kind of just mm. like. Mm -hmm. why was like why did that happen you know and, mm -hmm. and a lot of and then at the end of the program i don't know if you saw too nick the oscars basically explained how they select their individual folks it's almost like they had to justify what they did because they knew they were wrong in a lot of ways so i just <laughs> right, right. i felt like they gave us you know it's 
it was a little bit they gave us a foot and not our mile that we deserved so it was right. like here's enough to kind right. of silence you guys to say that you know we're not so white anymore but we're not going to give you all that you deserve here we still got to you know stick to our foundation of what the oscars is that's just my thoughts Lauren, you kind of mentioned also you touched on fashion in there and i'm gonna say this can we agree that uh, a couple of those brothers wore some really uh oh, yeah. nice looking things there like and, and this is what you know i've had this conversation with my mom Everything doesn't look good on everybody. Like, there were a couple of things, like I couldn't have gotten away with, it, <laughs> but it looked good. I was like, yeah. Like, I forget the brother's name who wore that, the fuchsia. Like, and you like sit there, you're like, what, what was he thinking? But it looked good on him. Yeah. It looked good on his skin. And uh, Lakeith, uh, Stansfield. Uh, his, his, Mm -hmm. you know, that looked good i'm like yeah. you know what but i i also think you know it helps to be you know a taller thinner brother wearing you know <laughs> uh, what, what he wore but i just thought it looked good and you know because i think that um uh one of the challenges when you're a bigger guy is finding clothes that uh are that fit appropriately you know mm -hmm. because you know you just can't can't wear the can't wear the, can't wear the high the high uh ankle pants and things like i, I look better dressed more like michael Strahan. you know nice simple <laughs> traditional suit keeping it you know just just keeping it clean you know and, and doing that so yeah i know your body i feel that know your body you got you got to know your body one of the things I want to jump on in there with, uh, Lauren, I brought it up simply because later this week, we're expecting Wednesday, President Biden to make his first uh, address to joint sessions of Congress. Uh, President Biden nears the end of his first 100 days in office with a slight majority of Americans approving of his performance and supporting his majority policy initiative. On Wednesday, he will address a joint session of Congress. He's expected to outline his American Families Plan which will reportedly be paid for by tax hikes on wealthy Americans. And just breaking down those numbers, 52% of adults say they approve of the job Biden is doing compared with 42% who disapprove. So I think more than anything, I just want to throw it out there. I think um, um, I personally believe that one of the reasons Biden's uh, numbers are uh, in a positive direction, I personally think is because we're seeing less of him. I think that there's something about... Um, his uh, lack of desire to be in front of the camera like the former administration has worked to his advantage. I think uh, in many ways, the bar for President Biden has been placed so low by so many. Uh, there's still jokes about his age. There's still jokes about him falling. There's, still, there's, there's always so many references to that, that I think that anytime he can actually stand upright and not you know, <laughs> a, a, a slobber over himself. People consider it a win, you know? So I think that's one of the reasons why his numbers are so high. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I think that within the first hundred days, like he's nearing it, he's not even there yet. I think he's done a lot for, you know, the country. I have to say that. I think in some ways he's definitely playing to his strengths and saying that, hey, this mm -hmm. may not be something I need to tackle. So he's kind of given those big policy initiatives to Kamala Harris and kind of wanting her to spearhead that. But I also say that to say, too, is I think and this is, again, my opinion. I don't have any sources or anybody confirm this. I don't know if Biden wants to, you know, run again for president mm -hmm. in 2024. So I think he's strategically giving Kamala Harris some of those big policy initiatives so that way she can kind of step out of her on her own accord if she chooses to run in 2024. But I think as a whole though, he's he is he's doing a great job. He has a he inherited a screwed up administration. Um you know, not just from the economy, just the policies that were previously implemented. He in, uh, inherited a screwed up justice system. Um, from the DOJ. So I think as a whole, you know, he's trying to fare the best way that he can. Um, so I do. I want to give Joe Biden kudos today. 
um, even for, you know, handling COVID. Um, Nick, I don't mind sharing this with you because Flame is ready. She's about to come in in a second. So we can kind of have this moment really quickly. Um, I ended up actually getting vaccinated. And I know I haven't even told you that, too. So we can, you know, quickly do this because I know Flame is not going to talk about this. Um, but I did end up getting vaccinated. It was a personal choice, like we've always said. But it was something I had to do because I was traveling for work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if you want to share your story, too. But I got to give kudos to Joe Biden. You know, he said some things we may not want to do, but, you know, we kind of had to do it. And so because of my own yeah. personal reasons, I ended up yeah. doing that. And I can't lie. I do feel like I feel a little safer, especially considering I went to Florida. So and that's really why I did it. But yeah, well, good for you. And did you have any adverse side effects? Anything you want to I talk did. about? Share? Did you? It was okay. terrible. You did. Yeah. Oh, wow. It wow. felt like I had food poisoning my, for my second dose. I was very tired. Um, I had a headache. Uh, it wasn't the best feeling. I don't f- like feeling like I have food poisoning and it's very painful okay. for me. Um, so I'm not getting any more shots. I don't care about a booster. I'm not, I'm not doing anything else. I'm done. You're like I'm done. I'm done. Look, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely done. You. But yeah. And, 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 but you also, and help me here, Lauren, you also did it to also protect those around you, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Right. So right. like you guys, we've all said, like, I still live at home with my parents, personal reasons. I've got stuff going on. So I had to get vaccinated because I got to protect yeah. other people. You know, I right. just do, you know, so that's what I did. And as you know, I was going back and forth to California to the show and, and things like that. I was traveling so much. So I got my, I did get my Pfizer. I did Pfizer. I did, I did Moderna. Of Pfizer. I, I, I completed my round back in February, right. you know, and I, I shared that because I went through the VA. Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, and there were people who wouldn't show up and they're like, Hey, Mr. Smith, we can do you, but we close in 15 minutes. I'll be there in eight. So I yeah. ran up there and got mine, you know, and once you were on the first shot, you automatically uh, were listed for the for the second. So right. yeah, like you, I've had no adverse. Uh, I've I've had no adverse side effects, and oh, I have you. tried to give space to people who are still trying to make that decision for themselves. But I am happy Absolutely. to be vaccinated. So let's go ahead and yeah. bring uh, Flame. Up so let's today. bring Flame on in. She's ready. So and I just wanted to get that out the way because I knew she was right? be like, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> so we'll put it out there. Well, hello, Flame. Good morning. Good afternoon. Look who good it is. Because I'm good. I look good. I know such thing. I'm on. I'm at. I'm. I'm in the studio with Sophia McIntosh, the world famous, and George and Gordon. And Gordon. I'm, it's three would niggas you, and me in here. <laughs> would you tell? Would you tell Sophia I have been a fan for years? Sophia, Nick, and Lauren said they're fans of yours. Fuck her. The bitch didn't even send me a time. Fuck this bitch. <laughs> we had a great time last night if you went trapping, and we will be performing tonight for the 21st anniversary of Stars of the Century. Here y'all go. Hey, y'all. This nigga been jealous of him since <laughs> I love it. How y'all doing? So, good. How are you? I don't, I don't myself. I knew I had laugh alert, so I brought my pop ring light to do this. So in between geeks, we're going to go. So what are we talking about right now? Because I got about two minutes, folks, so we're going to go live. We want you to go ahead oh, and let people know what's going on with you. Lauren and I were just filling that you kind of got here. Flame. It ain't about me right now. It's oh. about so North Flame. Carolina, Virginia, okay. and Ohio. No, let me tell you something. I said last week on Laugh and Learn, if they give us one, they're going to want 10. 15 minutes after the decision came down, guilty, 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 they shot Mikhail Bryant and, and killed her dead. First of all, we had to keep looking at all these different stories. We had to keep looking at all these different ways because they were trying to segue to find the way to say that the officer was innocent. Then they went back and researched the officer's past, you know, kind of like they what, you, what they do to the victim. This nigga, the officer, was a decorated 
marksman from the military. This nigga was William Tell. This nigga could shoot an apple off somebody's head from a million paces. So when he came out with all this, he wasn't ready. He pulled up into commotion. He was a sharpshooter. He could have shot that knife out her hand because he was trained and decorated to do that. That's not what he wanted to do. If you want to know the truth, he wanted a twofer. He shot her four times because he thought he was going to get her and the girl that she was going to stab. You think I care that y'all don't like what I say? I don't give a fuck. Well, I'll jump in here because I think it's interesting that you say that too, Flame, because I did see on the news um, somebody asked, well, aren't you guys, you know, marksmen that you guys can shoot in certain areas? And I believe that I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, And so I believe that the police chief of um, Ohio basically said. Well, you know, we can't really do that because we can't train our officers to be that way. So we have to make it general and they just have to assess the threat. So that was kind of the way of them trying to backpedal basically what you're saying in terms of this is why he shot her four times. Uh-huh. Uh, he thought he was going to get a twofer. Mm-hmm. For those who are joining, uh, Flame was talking about this spate of violence that we've had. Um, and we're talking specifically about the, uh, the shooting incident with Micaiah Bryant. Micaiah Bryant, on the same day that the verdict came down in Minneapolis and found a former police officer guilty of murder in George Floyd, a 60-year-old girl was shot and killed by an officer in Columbus, Ohio. Um, Micaiah Bryant was shot Tuesday afternoon by a Columbus police officer responding to a call for help at her foster home. Authorities quickly released the body cam footage and the 911 calls, and they identified the officer immediately as Nicholas Reardon. Um, and Flame mentioned, uh, Lauren, how, you know, he was a sharpshooter in the military, uh, before joining, uh, the, the police department. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, that has definitely been, you know, I, I think what has happened more than anything with this particular case, I have heard more conversation about this one than I have some of the others. Mm-hmm. I see, it seems to me that, uh, members are divided. I think that there are people, um, who have, um, kind of, uh, felt like, um, Officers for years have said that there are usually gray areas to these things. And I think this is the first one where people even sitting back watching have have even said that, okay, this one is a little gray to some people. Some people don't feel as though this one is as cut and dry as, say, maybe what we saw when we saw the killing of George Floyd, that we know that that, uh, there's no way to spin that in my mind, speaking only for myself. I think that uh, uh, Derek Chauvin, George Floyd, to me, was not to be callous, but it was very black and white. To me, there there was no gray in that. I understand why some people are struggling with how they feel or what should have happened in the Micaiah Bryant situation. Well, my thing is this as a whole, I'm tired of waking up and hearing about another innocent black young life being taken. Mm. That's just kind of where mm. I am at this point. And I've seen so many, we're going to call them parallel videos where, for instance, there was this um, individual, he actually had a knife, he was a white man. Police literally were trying to lunge at him to protect him with their bare hands so that way they didn't have to, you know, discharge a taser or fire their gun. And this man was actually lunging to stab these officers. He wasn't shot. He wasn't killed. But he was this old Mm -hmm. white man. So, of course, there's privilege there. But yet again, you know, we have this young white officer that's going into a black neighborhood, just sees that Micaiah Bryant has a knife on her and decides to shoot her. And the unfortunate thing is this whole situation erupted because apparently the uh, sisters were fighting over who was going to clean up the house. Right. So the fact that it was something, some, something so small and just something. So just, it wasn't that big of a deal to have to have her life ended. And she's the one that called the police for help. 
we always say it's the police's job to protect and serve us, and that's not what they do. So the yeah, fact Lauren, that I, go ahead. No, and I think that this goes back to what we've talked about from from day one because even I think even language matters, right? Yeah. Uh, because like you, you said, and and you're right that you know this young girl's this innocent life should not have to be taken. Absolutely. Period. I'm going to argue that even if she isn't innocent, it shouldn't end in her death. You get what I'm saying there? So what happens is it becomes a situation where you have, they have put the onus on us to decide, well, she, maybe she should have, she should have. How about we take another look at training? Because I do believe that possibly de-escalation, I don't know. I was not there. But what I do know is something you said is absolutely true. It is ridiculous that we continue to wake up day after day, reading about, seeing, video of, learning of, uh, witnessing, whatever the thing is of another Black life being taken um, in some type of officer-involved incident. Does crime and uh, uh, chaos and killings happen in other areas? Absolutely. But we're talking about what we're seeing right now, which continues to dominate uh, the news. And I also believe you, you've talked about this before, Lauren, I believe the media has a role in this, mm -hmm. right? They do. Um, I believe, uh, and this is just, you know, being a member of the media, I think that we have a responsibility to do a better job. We looked at the Chauvin murder, um, as the, the murder of George Floyd in the Chauvin murder trial, as if Derek Chauvin was, you know, somehow the only one uh, to be convicted of killing someone. You know, the 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 officer who killed Laquan McDaniel is sitting in prison right now. And we should have said that what we need to do, media, is recognize that we need to be reporting on all of these stories so that, because I felt like so much weight was put on this. And Lauren, had this trial not ended the way we all thought it should have, I think the city would have actually erupted, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that because so many felt as though um, nothing has been done or uh, that uh, finally, and, and Flame touched on this, I think that we've got to do a better job of asking more of our officers. We have to do a better job of asking more of those who employ them to have them properly trained. There has to be something other than every interaction with an officer ending with the loss of life, particularly those of color, period. It just, it just can't be the norm. Well, my thing is, I think training is a component, yes, but I think at this point in time, accountability is more important because mm. I don't think... And this is my this is my opinion. I don't think that when police officers go into training, you have these people saying, I'm training you to kill black people. I don't think that's the narrative. I think that subliminally, yes, once you are integrated into the force and you go on your ride alongs and you're getting, you know, trained from other cops or whoever your partner may be, I think, you know, kind of those things erupt. But I think at this point, accountability has to be more so at the forefront than the training because cops aren't held accountable. You know, we've talked about qualified immunity, even to the point where Amber Geiger is trying to appeal and overturn her conviction this week of, um, Jean Botham, that she got these 10 years saying that, you know, it was unjust and it was unfair because, you know, she was having a bad day. So accountability and qualified immunity at this point are going hand in hand for me. It supersedes the training because unless those two elements are actually addressed, the training is kind of null and void. You can train someone to be a great officer, but honestly, if they're racist, you know, like Flame has said, you got crazy Billy going into these urban communities, not knowing mm -hmm. how to deescalate situations. Because they're just scared all of a sudden, you know, by their circumstances. It's not going to work. It's just not. So that's more so what I want to see. And I think we that. Talk. Oh, go ahead.
No, we, we talked about, we, we're, we're talking about these incidents. We literally were just talking about President Biden. I wonder too how much this has played into his, um, because there's been no focus. Everything has been focused on so many other things mm. that he's been able to kind of, I think, you know, in many ways, stay beneath the radar, you know, um, because there had, the, the Chauvin trial literally has dominated everything that we've been thinking about. And Black people are still moving and operating in a space of fear, right? So we don't have time to sit there watching everything that Joe Biden is doing if we've got to worry about air fresheners hanging from our rearview mirror, if we have to worry about, uh, you know, a warrant being served and and, and it escalating, you know, it, that we call the police because someone has come to our house with a knife to attack us and then we end up being the one uh, shot. There's just so much happening constantly uh, that I feel like so many African-Americans just on, on alert or people of color mm-hmm. uh, are just on alert uh, the entire time that they just can't relax, that they just don't have an opportunity to relax, you know? Yeah, I don't know if that's ever going to change, honestly, unless something drastic happens, whether it's a mm. bill or new policy change. I don't think that black folks in America are ever going to not be on edge, especially in areas where there's rural communities. I mean, even here in Los Angeles, we just had an officer involved shooting where they're saying that, you know, um, I don't know the full story, but an officer, police officer ran down a car and then ended up running over somebody in Los Angeles. And we're one of the most liberal cities here. So and I don't know the full story. Yeah. So guys, don't quote me on everything because we it's not a topic. But I'm just saying across the board from if you want to talk about blue states and red states, policing and, you know, officer involved shootings and police brutality. Has it's to, it's across the board at yeah, this point yeah. because it's it's happening too often. Like I said, I'm tired of waking up and hearing about another case. We can segue this into Andrew Brown um, of what just happened today. I just saw that the officers uh, refused to release the body cam footage. Now, all of a sudden they did. They let the family view it. And it's only 20 seconds of what happened. So this is what we talk about holding people accountable. So, Nick, if you want to break down this story, too, please. Yeah, we're talking about a North Carolina sheriff says that he uh, wants to body cam footage of Andrew Brown Jr.'s fatal shooting to become public. Uh, but he was being over he was being overstepped by higher agencies. He filed a motion um, to have that video released. Uh, Brown, a 42 year old black man, was shot and killed Wednesday by a sheriff's deputy as they tried to serve him with an arrest warrant. Meantime, body camera footage of that police shooting um, um, has been released. So now people are having a chance to actually see that. Lauren, I think this is something uh, that definitely has become um, a residual effect of the Chauvin trial. Mm -hmm. I genuinely believe that the reason so many with Micaiah here are pushing to release videos because I think they understand that the best disinfectant is sunlight, right? Whatever. Let us see this video. I think that's the reason why we saw uh, the video so quickly with Dante. I think that's the reason why we're seeing this video so quickly with Micaiah. I think this is the reason why we're seeing so m- this video so quickly with Mr. Brown. Um, and you notice how they uh, released that audio um, and end the video of this other shooting, yet another shooting uh, of where the officer gave the guy a ride home before coming back later that day. And I think that was Isaiah Brown. Isaiah Brown. So it's just, well, so it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> I don't, but I don't think that it's fully transparent. I don't. Mm, mm-hmm, so, and I mm-hmm. say that because even with the, you know, trial of Derek Chauvin, there was other body cam footage that we never saw until 
the prosecution actually brought it as, you know, an exhibit of evidence. So they say that they're releasing this body camera footage, but I'm, in my opinion, I'm noticing there's always another angle or another video that's actually not being shown. And even in the case of Andrew Brown, this body cam footage that was released, it was only 20 seconds. That incident mm. was definitely longer than 20 seconds. So where's the rest of the video and why is it that you guys don't want to show it? Is it doctor? Right. What is it? And that only adds to the distrust that black folks in the community have, or I'm just going to say people of color too, because, you know, we just had Adam Toledo who was murdered by the police in right. Chicago. People of color in general, that's why there's a lack of trust within um, us and the police officers because when these officer-involved shootings happen, we don't get the full story. And it seems like mm -hmm. we never get the full story unless mm -hmm. we're able to get to the point of a trial where charges are brought. And nine times out of 10, that's not what happens. So, and Lauren, aren't we past the point where, shouldn't we be past the point? Why aren't we past the point where in order to get this justice or some type of recognition, it takes uh, people marching in the streets? You know, why, why isn't it just part of the process uh, that these things, one, aren't happening, and two, when they do, uh, it should not take uh, communities coming together to march in the street in order to fight for uh, their share of justice. You know, and I think that that has to change, which may um, begin with uh, one of the other topics that you brought up uh, uh, to talk about today with the DOJ. Yeah, honestly, Nick, um, I'm tired of seeing protests. I'm tired of seeing the signs. I'm tired. I'm I woke up like my heart was just so heavy today. And um, it's unfortunate that we continually have to protest. And I'm reaching to a point where we might have to shift. Everybody was mad that Colin Kaepernick was kneeling. You know, he was blackballed from the NFL for that. But wouldn't you rather us kneel at this point than have to have all of the outrage that we have? I don't know what has to happen. And I don't never want to resort to violence. But it's almost at a point where we have to start doing unto them as they do unto us to maybe that we see a wake-up call. Chris Cuomo said that, you know, cops are gonna have to start killing white kids in order for us to actually have any type of new police reform in any yeah. aspect and honestly yeah. day by day i'm really starting to believe that because black bodies just don't matter at this point yeah. they're just proving to us more and more that they don't care about these black bodies especially kids are getting murdered now like how do you have a 16 year old yeah. girl that's robbed of her life and then you try to poke at her and deny her of her childhood innocence she's a child so to treat her as if she's anything such just adds to the ultimate problem that we see every day that they just don't care. So I Funny don't know. You say if, that too. The you know, Flame and I when we were first talking about this story because one of the you know things that we're reading, young woman killed young woman. I said, Flame, you know that young woman was. She's like Nick. She was she's 16. a girl. She was not a woman. Yeah, yeah, she was a girl. Yeah. yeah and had yeah. her childhood innocence robbed. That's just how I feel. I just don't know right. if marching is going to be good enough anymore. It may have to be something else that we have to do. So, well, and, what are your thoughts? Do you feel the same way? way? Oh, I, I, and I, I think justice should be equitable across the board, and that's ridiculous. But I also say this, when you're just talking about how Chris Cuomo's comment, it also reminded me of something, you know, uh, similar. I've talked about military service. I believe that until everyone has skin in the game, people won't appreciate those who have served. I really do. And I think that until every politician's child has to serve, um, I think that you'll be much more circumspect in decisions to send young men and women off to Afghanistan, Iraq, second and third tours of duty. I think if, unless everyone has skin in the game, people are not invested. I think everyone has to have a skin in the game in education. Everyone has to have skin in the game in housing. Everyone has to have skin in the game in healthcare. Until we're all in it together, it can be a some versus others game. It can be less and more. And, and I think that, unfortunately, 
there are parents of a different hue who don't find their children in these situations. And because they don't, they're having a harder time aligning with those of us who um, often find ourselves um, in these confrontations with police that don't end um, in a positive result. Just as simple. And I think that people need to understand. And I think there are people who have um, empathy, mm -hmm. but I think they have a hard time um, truly aligning and recognizing because I think they do the but for. Well, if you had just, you know, I've seen Lauren and, you know, she talks back a little bit. So I'm sure she mouthed off to that officer. Why couldn't she just or, you know, Nick is kind of big and he is kind of dark. Why didn't he shrink himself? And why didn't he say, yes, sir? And I, I say this to you, Lauren, I think I told Flame this, I told you this, the story that bothered me the most in the last two months was definitely that lieutenant who I felt like did everything right. I saw myself in him. I would have, yes, sir, Mr. He did everything but tap dance and it still wasn't good enough. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides. Loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Listen up. I've got a quick message for any black entrepreneurs who are planning on opening a store or who want to grow their business. If this describes you... Let me share some info about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training, and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 million black businesses initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. 
The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at highfivecasino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! I'm going to open it up to the flamettes. I know somebody that wants to come in here specifically because she's been throwing flames up this entire time. Hey, Miss Jess, how are you? Hi, Miss Jess. Hi. We got one minute. Y'all my... got one minute. I've been waiting on y'all to bring me home, but now I only got one minute. I'm on I'm on borrowed time. Oh Here's the thing, though, you know, because I know people have a blanket statement to have certain feelings about um, people of a different hue, which my husband is of a lighter hue. Um, not all, Not all people are bad people and not all people um, of a certain job are bad people because yes, you do come across bad people because I've seen it. Some military people are not as nice as others. I've experienced that, but I tend to, as a civilian and as a mother, I've tend to tell, you know, like, Hey, you know what? I don't appreciate that because my daughter serves and I'm also a civilian. You shouldn't be, you know, that's not how you should act, but that's military law enforcement officer. How do you tell them, Hey, you know what? Your attitude is wrong or, you know, what you need to, you know, readjust how you're thinking. Cause that is coming across badly. It's different. It's hard to address that. Yeah. So when they, you know, and that's a problem. So there's systemic problems within the structure of the police department, but there's also problems within a person's personality that they're not fit to do that job, period. Some people are just racist, period. And she's right, they are. And that those are the people we need to weed out. And when people use the buzzword defund, defund, I go, oh, okay, you're overly sensitive to that. Okay, how about restructure? Organizations go through restructure all the time. You know, you know that. All of us know that because we've been through it with our jobs. There's always a restructuring of some form or another. If they're laying off people or they're investing, it's always a restructuring of some point. So let's restructure them then. Reallocate yeah. funds and restructure the, the, the system, period. Absolutely. You know? Thank you. So um, I do want to bring in one more flame map before we go into our other topics. Um, I'm going to try and get somebody new. We'll see how this works, though. And while we try to bring her on, I think Ms. Jess touched on something. Plain. We've talked about this one. We've talked about uh, language. Language matters. Mm -hmm. Is it restructuring? Is it reform? Is it, you know, what do we do? But we what we recognize and what we can do is agree on a common set of factors mm -hmm. that policing in its current form needs to change. Right. Period. How we do that, what we do, I think should be a topic of debate. And I think that people should have an opportunity to decide how they want their communities policed, particularly those who seem to be uh, the ones who are most often victimized uh, or finding themselves on the wrong side of interactions with police. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm just very, uh, I'm very tired at this point. I just feel like in a lot of ways, yes, you know, Ms. Jess touched on um, a lot of important topics, but I just feel it at this point in time, um, we can't keep doing the same thing that we've been doing because it's just proven Jim, that it's not effective. Not it's not, not working. working. So we got to do something different. Uh, you guys, we were also talking about how 
um, you know, Garland, our attorney general, is um, opening investigation into Louisiana Police Department on the premise of Breonna Taylor's murder. The Justice Department is opening a sweeping probe into policing in Louisville, Kentucky, excuse me, Louisville, Kentucky, um, over the March 2020 death of Breonna Taylor, who was shot to death by police during a raid at her home. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced this on Monday. Um, Garland also announced an investigation into the tactics of the police in Minneapolis following the death of George Floyd. So this ties into what we were talking about. It seems as though the Justice Department also recognizes that, hey, we have a problem with policing. And this was part of a promise that uh, President Biden and uh, Vice President Harris made that they would look into this, that there were communities that are being disproportionately affected and that they are uh, taking a lead on that. Hey, Yes, welcome. indeed. So hi, George. How are you? <laughs> hey, how are you today? I'm good. So let us know your thoughts on some of this topic, some of our topics that we're discussing here today. Well, I'm sitting here and I got to be honest with you, I've gotten very emotional during this because, um, you know, being a, a black man, Nick, you know, um, we go through it anyway, you know, and I, I hear all this stuff about the system and, you know, I'm just I'm fed up. But I also understand that if you don't attack the system and try to work to the system, nothing's going to get done. You know, so mm. I, I mean, the only thing I could think is that we need to protest now. We need to find an effective way to protest, adding some kind of overseer for the overseers. OK, I mean, what I'm thinking is maybe somebody and this is just in my head uh, that responds to calls right along with the police. But they're there to monitor uh, what the police are doing and also act as a liaison when they need to be to help calm down a potential victim or a suspect so that they don't die. You know, something that well, works. You know, maybe that's not the answer, but we have to start somewhere. Maybe somebody to monitor the cams, that's the outside entity from the police. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. monitored. Those body cams have to be on. It needs to be the law that they're on and they get monitored by an agency that's not tainted by the system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I will say, okay. um, I know Nick kind of just gave a an overview of what um, Merrick Garland's doing in terms of investigating um, at least Louisville Police Department. And he's also doing a similar investigation in Minneapolis due to, you know, George Floyd being murdered. So my hope is at least this is maybe one of the many steps that needs to happen to actually hold police departments accountable, because I know um, during at least uh, President Barack Obama's presidency, he actually followed up with different police departments to get body cam footage. Obviously, when Trump came into office, all of that subsided. Um, but hopefully we can actually start getting back into holding police, um, you know, police departments accountable. And I think hopefully that'll start to set the norm of them holding each other accountable, because I feel like we've said this, you know, nobody wants to be labeled a racist, this, um, you know, in this day and age. Right. Nobody wants to be right. labeled as, you know, oh, you shot a child, you know, you're right. whatever that entails. I don't think that that's any narrative that anybody wants at this point no. in time. So hopefully. That, Lauren, and I'm going to tell you this, too. You know, black folks are really good at holding each other accountable. Like we know right from wrong. Flame has talked about this before, too. Yep. If something is wrong, we have no problem saying, no, uh, brother, you were wrong. You know, mm -hmm. that's not right. Yeah, right. Because we we often I think more than any other group, we often feel as though we carry the burden of everyone else. Hi, George. Hi, George. Oh, I do, I do take you. OK, so let's go to North Carolina. Y'all do know that they are doctors. They, they are being surgeons right now with those videos. You know, they right. altering those videos. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's why they didn't release it immediately because when it's something like that, immediately you immediately release it to prove your innocence. They're not trying to prove the innocence; they're trying to have the guilt. 
Well, only 20 seconds Absolutely. of the uh, body cam footage was released. It's only 20 seconds, too. That was from last night. Uh, it's bullshit. Uh, let me say what I got to say. It's bullshit. I don't care. I know they, they, they're doing all this. And I said they're trying to get 10. This will not stop. Marching ain't worked since the 70s. All this live podcast and we we mad and we stomping a hump. It's not going to change anything. When, this, when the color of the fruit that Billie Holiday sang about on the tree, the strange fruit changes to a different color, then it'll stop. I don't know what y'all need to, how y'all need to receive that, but I know what I mean when I say it, but y'all need to understand that how you, I'm not promoting violence, but bitch, we got to do what works for us because I'm, t let me tell you something. They ain't tired. Are we tired? Cause they ain't tired. Well, I, said I don't tired. know, but I think we need the black, we need some form of the same energy the black Panthers have back because you talk about hands. They're changing too many laws, George Monty. We're not going to be able to have the Black Panther experience because we haven't even got past the lynching act. They just passed the act for the Asian Asian hate, and we've been fighting with Black hate for years, and ain't nothing passed. Understand me. The agenda is when they're done with us, they're going to the next group. They're just starting on the next group because they, they're getting rid of us fast enough. Understand, somebody is going to have to take a stand and stand up i don't know what the outcome will be but stay ready that's what he said stay ready i do have my i do have my hand jewelry i don't know if you got yours but get your hand jewelry i'm trying and to I ain't talking about no ring or no no, Flame, I think that is something, though, that we should acknowledge is that the Emmett Bill anti-lynching, uh, Emmett Till anti-lynching bill has still not passed and it's been over 200 years. And while any type of hate towards any race is not acceptable, but in some ways, and we talked about this, too, in terms of, you know, allyship, that it seems like, you know, Asian hate has become more prevalent and it seems like more is being done on that front than what has been done for black folks because we've still been fighting this fight for so long. So I definitely but hear Lauren, what you're saying. But Go ahead, Lauren, George. Not to, inter not to interrupt you, but not don't you think this Asian hate thing is a little overblown when you uh, consider, like mm -hmm. Flame said, what, what we've gone through historically? And even if you talk to Asians right now, they were upset, but it wasn't like people were killing them dead in the street. You know what I'm saying? And they well, never marched, and they never protested, no. and they never rioted, but they got their bill passed. Understand me. Well, I'm going to say this, too, though, if we if we're really just going to talk about it in systemic racism, a, the Asian community is not viewed as problematic for our society, meaning that and it goes back to even some of the turmoil that we have between, you know, the black community and the Asian community. The Asians are smart. They worked from nothing. They were able to, you know, acclimate or, or I should say assimilate into society and actually be those that help enhance society. Black folks, on the other hand, we were lazy. Um, we're not smart. We're problematic. Even in the Asian community, they have generational wealth. They don't have to suffer through the same thing that we do because they take care of one another. That's just how but they a lot are. Of their wealth, a lot of their wealth came from exploiting the black communities. And that's very true. Absolutely. A hundred percent. But I'm saying. You, let me tell you why they are not looked upon as um, a threat. Because we worked for free. For 200 years. That is why they're upset. We're not working for, for over freedom. 400. Over 400. Well, okay, I want you to pay me for everything I fucking do. And I yep. mean that. And I'm not walking yep. to no podcast. I need to be said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with Sophia, y'all. 
when they were getting free labor and master could go to the slave quarters and get his row out whenever he felt like it and the white woman in the house could go and call big henry to come in and put it down on her and his pullout game wasn't what it was and she told him that he raped her and they cut his penis off shit ain't changed it's not about penis envy or any of that I don't understand how you're walking around here talking about you hate somebody because of the color of their skin. That shit is learned behavior. They teach children to hate. You don't, little kids see other little kids and know that they look different from them, but you're my size, so you're my friend until you do something that I don't like. It ain't got nothing to do with you being a different color of my skin. They need to erase all these racist bastards off the planet. And I'm telling you right now, until we stop, we, we got to be stop being scared of the cancel culture. They always tell me, Flame, you're going to get canceled. I ain't got started yet. So cancel me now because I ain't even got started yet. You can't, We got to stop being afraid to speak up. Speak up. Oh, they're going to cancel me. We get so accustomed to making this money and so used to our living our lifestyles and we become complacent that we stop fighting. I'm not going to stop fighting. If I ruffle your feathers, then I'm supposed to because you have ruffled man. My, I have a black son. I'm a black man, poor part of the day, and a black woman, the other part. I don't want to be shot because you're afraid of what I look like because of the color of my skin. I can't change this. I changed a whole lot of other shit, but I can't change this. I cannot change this. Neither do I want to. It is unnerving to think that every time you're pulled over by the police, your heart is jumping out your chest, and then they put your heart, their hand on your heart and say, why your heart beating so fast? You scared? Of course I am. I'm terrified because am I going to make it home because oh, you stopped me because I, I forgot the signal or left turn? Am I going to get home to my children yeah. because I'm a black man or black, whatever you see, whatever, because I don't even know if they even see the sex. I think all they see is the black badge of honor. Black, black. I, I speed dial every time I see a cop behind me and those lights go on. I speed dial my family. I have it programmed into my phone now. Because you just don't and know I'm, how to And I'm tired. I'm sorry, George. I don't mean to cut you off because I only got a couple of minutes. I'm tired of apologizing. I'm tired of, okay, well, they're going to do better next time. I'm tired of forgiving. I'm tired of taking your shit. When you talk crazy to me, I talk crazy back to you. If I, I can only die once, but so can you. So on that note, George, I do want to say thank you so much for chiming in. Um, we're going to keep Flame just a little bit longer because she's busy, but we appreciate you coming in. Um, and joining the conversation. You, so guys. thank you Love so you much. Bye, my Georgie Porgy. <laughs> so Flame, since we got you for a yes, couple baby. more minutes, um, I'm going to turn it over to you to see if there's any other specific topic you want to discuss. Uh, I want to talk about Georgia. I mean, not Georgia, because I'm in Georgia. <laughs> I want to talk about California and who y'all voting for, for governor. Uh, okay, so well, let's take it there. Hold on, he's he he hasn't been recalled yet, so we don't even know that that's going to happen. No, 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 no. I'm he voting has. for Gavin Newsom anyway. That ain't what I'm talking about, Nick. I'm talking about this other Caitlyn Jenner. So to to the start, train, that nigga. So let's let's start. So there has been enough um, signatures for the for, on the petition to recall Gavin Newsom. Let's start there. So that is a thing. Has he been officially recalled? No, right. but there are enough and, people in California that are upset with this man that now we yeah. have somebody like a Caitlyn Jenner coming to say, "Oh, I'm going to run okay. so for let, governor." Let, let's, let's go to her. Let's start at her source. Go ahead. This is the same trans woman who who they gave who the uh, SB gave a courage award for wearing a fucking dress. First of all, if you're gonna give a queen a, a award for wearing a dress. At least let a bitch wear cute dresses. That should have been me. I wear cute dresses. That's first. Secondly, courage for what? For coming out and becoming a microwave training in 20 minutes to say that 
You are standing with the LGBT community. She has never done anything for the community. She did shed light on the community, but RuPaul has been doing that for years. And that's on the, on the gays, not on the trans girls. And she was supposed to be a trans girl. That's second. Thirdly, she said she was a Republican. She got right on Diane Sawyer when she came out to say, oh, I used to dress up in, in women's clothes and go to bars. And now, being a tranny for many, many years, if you dress up in women's clothes and go to a strange bar, men are hitting on you because you're a big old man when a dress. When they think you're a big old man in a dress, they think you got a big old penis to match it. So all that, she never had sex with a man was not one lie, not two lies, but three lies right in front of American people. Then she said she was a Republican. She lost me then because ain't no GOP ever wanted to do anything for the trans community. And I'm not talking about the gay community. I said the trans community. They are using this man or woman as a pawn to make a fool out of because they can because the pimp Chris Jenner, I said it, the pimp Chris Jenner, then pushed this fool out there. Instead of Caitlyn Jenner running for office, she needs to stop running over white women in Malibu and killing them. Now the family then got paid off and said that they still support her politics, even though she killed their auntie. Let me tell you something. That check cashed and clear because that Kardashian money is long. I said what I said. I would not vote for uh, Caitlyn Jenner because Caitlyn Jenner is not for the people or by the people, but she is about to be used by the Republican Party like a maniac they're about to use. I will vote for Gavin Newsom again. A, he good looking. B, he got plenty of money. And C, he Nancy Pelosi's nephew. And you know I love Nancy Pelosi. Okay, that's my piece. That's what I had to say. Mm -hmm. Well, Come I'll on. just say this. I hope that California as a whole has learned its lesson from our previous movie stars turned governors that have not gone so well, i.e. Ronald Reagan and Arnold or Schwarzenegger. <laughs> or president. Exactly. So hopefully California learned its lesson. But um, like Flame, yes, I will still continue to vote for Gavin Newsom. I understand that. Every governor has his issues, and he has been caught in some controversy, especially around COVID. Um, but I'm not ready to recall him by any by any means. So, Nick, go ahead and chime in. And, and wait, well, before I you come in, Nick, let me let me get because I got two minutes. Let me let me get this point out. And here's the here's the disrespect that came from the media when when Caitlyn Jenner killed this woman because he ran over and killed this woman. I don't know if he's trying to put his lipstick on or fix his eyeshadow. I don't know what the hell he was doing. But when he ran over this woman and killed this woman in a car accident. Then he ran and got some breast implants. Don't you know that the news made the breast implants bigger news, headline news over this woman dying because he killed her in a car accident, and then it just disappeared. Now, had that been somebody black like myself, who don't have his means or his money or his reach and power that ran over a white woman while trying to put on my lipstick that I don't have none on right now, uh, I bet you that the, the cars wouldn't have fell in my place. I could have went and got some titties. It wouldn't matter. I could have went and got titties and everything else. It wouldn't matter. I'm telling you, there are two different Americas that we live in. Everybody's afraid to speak up about it because everybody's worried about the council culture. You can't counsel me because I ain't got started yet. Understand me? I ain't even got started on y'all yet. I'm telling it all. I'm telling it all. <laughs> Come on. Go ahead, Nick. Well, the upside is, uh, since uh, Jenner is running California, as we all know, loves their celebrities because uh, many consider Arnold Schwarzenegger to be one of your most successful governors. And Ms. Jenner has also talked about the importance of recognizing that there are issues that affect the trans community beyond. It's about more than LGBTQ, her exact words were. And we've heard some of this before, that there are bigger issues to fight for that include all people. The trans people are much more than the letters of the alphabet. Well, baby, let me tell you something. That means the bitch is stealing anyway. Because guess who said that on the Breakfast Club in November of 2019? Flame Monroe. I said 
they're not going to see us until we see us. And there's so many more issues for the trans community to fight over besides a pronoun or a bathroom right. And that she want to steal my shit. I wouldn't vote for that nigga in my name, boy name, girl name, cat or dog. No, thank you. Uh, let me tell you something. And if y'all got any sense, y'all better stay away from that Kardashian coochie. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. Chris is the head of it. You know she used to mess around with O.J. Simpson back in the day. Let me oh, tell you something. That coochie is tainted. It make black men cut off women, white women's heads. And it may turn, make white men turn into white women. I.E. O.J. I.E. Caitlyn. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> Play mess. I'll get you back. Bye. Bye, Flame. And just to put a button on it, the campaign to recall Gavin Newsom has not officially qualified for the ballot, but both sides expected to. Elections officials are sifting through petitions submitted by proponents to see if they contain the required 1.5 million signatures of valid registered voters. They expect challenges and proponents say they submitted about 2.1 million signatures to make sure that they not only met, they exceeded the required number. Yeah, um, I did see reports, too, that the Kardashian family is not formally endorsing yeah. Caitlyn Jenner. And they said that they're not yeah. going to formally endorse any candidate. However, um, like I said, I just hope that California learned from its mistakes. Um, I would be curious to see how this plays out, though. If Caitlyn Jenner gets 1.5 million signatures, uh, no lie, I'm going to be a little baffled. I really am. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be I baffled. Think, though, you know, uh, you know, uh, Lauren, it's a it's a state that loves celebrity. So uh, oh, I, can, I can see it happening. And, and you know, California is easily the weirdest state, right? Greg Davis, Davis gets there. <laughs> oh, shade. I lived there too many years. Trust me, I know. You know, uh, and, and I, I had a graduate advisor said, you know, Nick, it would be in your best interest to leave California. You need to go east. That's why I ended up going to a graduate school in Boston. It's like, you've got to get out of California. I've become too... I was spending too much time with Larry Kramer and the others and uh, act up and all that. So I, I, I was I was deep in the heart of all of it and realized that um, something needed to kind of shake up there. Um, but an election would likely be held in November. Mm -hmm. It would consist of two questions. Should Newsom be recalled and who should replace him? And Newsom cannot put his name on the ballot to replace himself. So we will we'll, we'll see what happens. I definitely, definitely. I say this. There'll be a lot of money thrown into it. You know that, don't you? Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Caitlyn Jenner's got a lot of friends, so we'll see what happens well, that, on that. I'm talking about the ads you can expect to see on TV. Every other commercial will be an ad. Every other commercial will be an ad uh, for, for the governor's race. I think Mary Carey is running. Uh, I, I remember, again, when uh, recall of, of, of Davis, um, uh, that all the suburbs came out. Uh, the one who, I forget, Gary Coleman ran uh, for governor. <sighs> Uh, Mary Carey, Angeline. Uh, Lauren, are you old enough to remember Angeline? Yes, I am, yes, Nick. Angeline. So, <laughs> so it's like all everybody. I remember the billboards everywhere. You know, like, whoa, Mary Carey. We, you know, so yeah, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. The final season of Power Book Two Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt, 
and his family's safety on the line? Will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive, HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Let's talk about Brett Kavanaugh because uh, the news that came out today, boy, (laughs) go ahead, Nick. Justice Kavanaugh ruled in a Supreme Court six to three decision that children can be sent to jail for life without the possibility of parole. The Supreme Court on Thursday upheld the sentence of life without parole for a juvenile offender in a six three decision, rejecting arguments that such sentences should have additional limits. Justice Kavanaugh pinned the decision for his conservative colleagues holding that, quote, a sentencer will not have to make a separate finding that the juvenile offender was incapable of being rehabilitated. So it used to be that you had to say, oh, my God, this person can't be rehabilitated. He's like, no, don't need to do that. We can go ahead and sentence them. Age ain't nothing but a number. I have to say that the fact that Brett Kavanaugh was leading this, I think, is an absolute joke, considering the fact of all of his mistakes and past transgressions that he's had that even, you know, came to light regarding him being. Remember, none of that happened, Lauren, because we never we never got the opportunity to have an official investigation. They never, you know, allowed that to go forward. I think it's absolutely appalling that this man of all people on the Supreme Court is saying this and to say that children can't be redeemable. And isn't it interesting, too, on the heels of Trump exiting the White House, a, a story that hasn't really been covered is the fact that Mitch McConnell took these past four years to line all the circuit courts all of these racist white judges with these lifetime appointments. And now all of a sudden we're going to be start to see all of these children who are people of color going to jail for life sentences. This has all been very strategic and what the so-called justice system has been doing. So the fact that Mitch started it, you know, Trump led, uh, laid out the red carpet for this to happen. And now you have Brett Kavanaugh, who is also another Trump pick is saying all of these kids can go to jail for lifetime appointments. I'm, I'm appalled. I really am appalled. I think I'm, I'm going to say, you know, I've, I've, I have asked this question. I wish Flame were here before now because I I do believe children are redeemable, but I mm-hmm. understand where they are. 
because, you know, we, we actually just talked about those, the 14 and 16 year old in DC who carjacked that guy. Should they be thrown in jail for life or be given the death penalty? You know, and I'm like, I, I think that there's space to save some people. I believe there's possibly, but I understand people are like, nope, they take a life or they do this. They need to be locked away, uh, throw away the key, burn them. I get it. Like there are people who feel that way about Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm like, he's, he's 17. I have to believe. No, he's not do? redeemable. You know? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's, like, no, no, yeah, no, not, not got it right. He is and not redeemable. The, the thing is, though, Nick, it's it's more to it, though. It's not just about kids being redeemable because, yes, you'll obviously have kids making, you know, may commit some crime or whatever. It's more so about I think that's the, I think that's being a kid. I think kids do. You make mistakes. Things. But the more yeah. the, the important part of this that I don't want us to miss is the fact that let's say a kid does get arrested because we talked about the six year old boy who picked a tulip on his way to school and then ended up having a whole trial. The fact that these we're going to have kids who are people of color being arrested and then you have parents who can't afford to provide them with attorneys or provide them with actual proper legal counsel. So they're going to be sitting in jail anyway, not even being able to get their day in court. They're going right. to be in there for life anyway. And that's that's the sad part about this. And let's say that you do get the opportunity to go to court and plead your case. You can't provide proper legal counsel for yourself. So you're going to end up getting these life appointments for petty crimes or even yeah. a situation where you're not guilty. You might have just been in the wrong place at the wrong time. So this I is agree. just setting us I up agree. to continue to pour more money into the private the private prison system because every time a bed is filled with a body, you know somebody else is getting a paycheck. So this uh, is all that, a part of a greater systemic cycle of racism that is just getting bigger and bigger by the day. That's what that's what this really is in full in full view. So that way we're not missing anything. This was a ploy that's finally we're seeing it play out in real time. I think it's going is. to be is going to be interesting to see how this um, uh, how sweeping this decision affects uh, people that I think that they're not always considering because I don't think that they I don't know I have no idea but I don't think they considered uh, the Kyle Rittenhouses of the world when they wrote this sweeping decision I think that like you're saying I think that it may have been focused primarily on uh, uh, communities that are most oftenly disproportionately affected by. Uh, the criminal justice system. And I think we know that, like you said, Lauren, they're just people who do not get the representation that they deserve. Um, who um, Ben Crump can't come to everyone's home. He just he can't. can't. You're um, right. yeah. And now, now, mind you, the minute, I, heaven forbid, I'm, I'm gunned down or I'm, I'm please connect him with my mother. Um, we can, you know, so that at least Miss Rosetta can get a check or two and, you know, and, 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 and do all right, you know. It's, but it's one of those things where everyone should not have to pine for Ben Crump, nor should everyone have to need him. But unfortunately, I think that the, uh, the simple truth is, unfortunately, should one find oneself in a confrontation with law enforcement that does not end uh, positively, all one can do is to hope to have that case um, visibly displayed and have some type of civil justice uh, be the... Um, be the um, the punitive uh, effect landing on those who were the perpetrators. Yeah, That's and it. I mean, and I want to clarify too. I'm not of the. I don't think kids can be redeemable. I think that. That's definitely a thing. I still stick to what I said. I don't think Kyle Rittenhouse is redeemable because he's just he's too far gone at this point. But my point in saying all of this is it's past kids being redeemable. There's a greater um, subliminal issue here than just kids being redeemable. It's more it's more to that than 
at this point based on what this Supreme Court decision was led by Brett Kavanaugh. So I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm not comfortable with children being tried as adults. I don't not. believe I don't believe a 17 year old mind. It, I, I don't believe a 17 year old mind is fully developed. Is Kyle That's my opinion. Yeah. OK, He's no, no, I think he yeah. should be tried. I'm sorry. That was when in, in, in situations <laughs> of like, intent. In I'm sorry. In no, in this situation, I'm sorry. We part ways on that. He's 17 and intentionally drove around state yeah. lines to shoot people. I'm so sorry yeah. that. No, oh, no, not go across state lines. Bring guns across state lines. He shot people, people too, though. Yeah. And, and, and get water and, and assistance by it. Let, let's right. make sure we're clear. You know, exactly. hey, I'm the one who just shot that guy. Can I have some water? Are you okay? Yeah. Right. You might have to go to Burger King. Because similarly, yeah. Nick, is Dylan Roof yeah. redeemable? Dylan Roof, but he's he's in his late 20s. So he was now he was, he was like 20, though, 29. when he, it happened, though, right? I, I, I want to say he was like 25, 26. Like he was oh. old enough where he knew better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, shoot. Kyle mm-hmm. Rittenhouse knew better too. That was intentional. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining the conversation. And we don't try to get anybody to change their mind. We just simply try to get you to use your mind because as Flame will say, you got to have a mind in order to be able to use it. In her opinion, a lot of people don't. So anyway, <laughs> but as always, you know, uh, you can find Flame on Instagram at Monroe Flame or um, on Facebook. She is Marcus Flame Monroe Parker on Twitter. She is Flame Monroe. Nick, where can everybody find you? At Nick Smith News on all social media platforms. Yes, indeed. And I am Lauren Armani H on Instagram, as well as Lauren Hogan on YouTube. And don't crucify me. I know I haven't uploaded a couple of episodes, but as y'all heard, we've all been very busy. But I'm going to play catch up this week for sure. Um, So as always, thank you guys so much for joining us today at Laugh and Learn. We appreciate the input. As always, you guys can send Nick and myself DMs if you want to make some suggestions into some topics that we can talk about or if you just have feedback overall for the show. As always, like, engage, comment, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we appreciate you as always. And thank you for joining. We will see you guys next week. Laugh and Learn is a production of the Black Effect Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. The show is produced by Tribble. Our theme music is by Chrissy Payne. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah! So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.